You're listening to She Said What with your host, Alyssa Harper. Hello, everybody. Welcome or welcome back to the podcast. My name is Alyssa, if you haven't been here before, and this podcast is all about wellness. We touch a lot on sex and sexuality, and we just talk about all the things that are TMI, um, things that people sometimes, you know, don't want to talk about, but we're going to talk about it here. So today's episode, joining me is my lovely husband, Samuel. We are talking about going through different seasons of a relationship and like how to survive it, which is actually a question I get a lot because I have personally changed a lot in the last two years. I've gone from moving to Australia to be in Bible college to now not being a part of a church anymore. And just like my views have changed so much. I have changed so much. I've come out as bisexual since being here. I've also gotten married. It's been a whole roller coaster. Okay. And I have been through this whole journey with the man that I married, Samuel, who will be on the podcast today. So I, we're just going to be going through all these different kind of seasons that we went through together, things to do with when I struggled a lot with my mental health at one point, how it was when I came out as bisexual and how he felt around that and how um, he was able to process all of that. We talk about attachment issues and stuff like that when it comes to around lockdown. And we just talk about going through different journeys together and how to stay together through it and how to cope through it and just kind of give some little tips along the way as well. So I hope you guys really enjoy this episode. We had lots of fun making it and it's a really great discussion. So I hope you guys just lean into it. I'm just going to go right into it. Enjoy. Well, hello, Samuel. Welcome back. Hello. Sorry. I was sipping my chai. Oh gosh. Yeah. We have this new thing where we've been drinking these like chai lattes before bed. They don't have co- like caffeine though. I, we don't think. Look, I don't, I don't think they do. It doesn't say it on the thing. So we're hoping that it doesn't cause we love it. Yeah. I mean, even if it does, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm still, I'm still chilling. Even okay. So this is why caffeine. Sam doesn't give the health advice on the podcast. Uh, actually next episode, Sam's health advice. <laughs> Stay tuned. Okay. Anyways, so today <laughs> we are talking about going through different seasons together. Like I mentioned in the intro, you guys already know this, but I'm just recapping for, um, for Sam. We are talking about going through different seasons together as a couple and what that's kind of looked like. It's a really interesting kind of topic and it's come up with you guys over in my DMs a little bit where you guys have literally just kind of looked at what's happened in the last few years, at least for myself. And you've said, wow, you've changed so much. How are you still in a marriage and you guys are just like fine? And like, has he changed what's been going on? How do you balance that? Because the slightest thing between me and my boyfriend sets me off because I just feel like we're going to be so different in the end. It's such a real fear. And I just feel like it's so worth kind of us giving you like, I don't know, maybe examples of us kind of going through that in different seasons and just kind of give some advice on if you end up being in similar situations, what to do in it. So there you go. Sounds good. We will start. I want to start kind of, I mean, it makes the most sense for me to go in order of our life and what's been happening. Yeah. But when Sam and I first met, so just to give you guys a little recap, Sam and I met in Bible college at Hillsong College. Woo! We did. Yeah. Look, it feels like a lifetime ago at this point, but we met there and it was interesting because obviously we met in that context and we're so different now, but we met in that context. And at the time, 
like I was doing fine, <laughs> but no, look, I was doing, I was doing <laughs> fine. I mean, obviously I just moved across the world. That's going to be a little bit crazy. Yeah. Um, and feel a bit crazy. Whereas he didn't have that experience because he's from Australia. And so for him, it was like coming an hour from where he lived, not coming like literally 15 what hours yeah, even <laughs> for longer me if you're walking okay <laughs> Shut up. so it was a very different experience first of all as coming into it but I would say our biggest kind of season that we had to go through together was when I was really struggling with anxiety and depression and yeah, yeah. and for me that just looked like it just kind of started with me being anxious in moments and then it got to the point where I was having anxiety attacks and then because it was such a trigger for me, if we would have any fights, things like that, I would go into like full panic attack mode or anxiety attack mode, whatever. Mm. And it was just like really hard because it stops us from having a lot of conversations that needed to be had when we were having those kind of like fights. Like, you know, people will say, you know, fighting, maybe fighting doesn't seem like the best thing, but it's necessary. And having discussions about like where you want to go as a couple and the things that bother you about the other person, like it actually needs to be talked about. Um, I wanted to start by kind of asking you, Sam, what made that hard for you when I would react with anxiety when you were trying to potentially get your point across? Mm. I think uh, obviously just with like the nature of anxiety, like I, I guess at that point in my life, and I mean, it's what, 2022, we're talking like f- almost three years ago now, yeah. right? Like um, even at, like at that point in my life, like in the past, I hadn't experienced it myself, mm-hmm. um, but I would like, I had friends that had experienced that. I had like, I dated people that had experienced that yeah. um, in like kind of smaller ways and more significant ways. So like I had, life experience with it um but obviously it's very different I don't know it just felt different because obviously I feel like even at that point in our relationship we already knew that it was you know definitely going somewhere and so I think <laughs> it, I don't know I, th- I just, love that. just I don't know it feels like there's more weight to it yeah um and so I don't know I think with us specifically in that um that season of our lives I think even though I felt like I knew you really well um and obviously I know you way better now but like at that point I felt like I knew you really well um even though we had that kind of vulnerability, I think the anxiety that you were feeling um, kind of took over how you would process things. And that's obviously mm. the way that anxiety works, right? Like it's just kind of like it's like super overwhelming and right. um, kind of clouds everything and it's very hard to make like um, I guess emotionally rational um, conversations happen. Yeah. And so I think probably that I think overall like thinking of kind of that little t- – and it wasn't like a – it wasn't like this thing happened for like 10 years or something, but yeah. I guess that period, I guess, yeah, it was, it was probably the lack of being able to have a, um, like an objective conversation maybe, because yeah. I feel like a lot of the responses that I would get kind of regardless of whether if it was like maybe you that was in the wrong or like I was in the wrong, like if there was a situation, that's what was going yeah. on. Like I felt like regardless of, of the context of what was happening, it kind of made those conversations more difficult. Right. And I think for me, I always kind of felt like, like, I felt like you must have thought that my anxiety was always just a cop out. Like, oh my God, I'm, I'm wrong in this situation. I'm just going to have a anxiety attack. Not that obviously that's not <laughs> what happened, but I would just always feel so bad that I was freaking out. Cause I was like, he's just going to think that I'm like <laughs> not being able to take blame. Yeah. 
And I didn't think that I was struggling with like saying that I was sorry or something like that. I just, I felt like I couldn't gather my thoughts. I would just get so overwhelmed. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't even think it was necessarily that you weren't able to take blame. Like, I don't think it was, oh, like I'm not self-aware enough to be able to realize that maybe I am in the wrong. I think, I mean, obviously it's, you could probably answer it better than me, but I think from my perspective, it was more that the things that were happening or maybe like things that I would raise or whatever, I think potentially were just touching on issues that maybe you hadn't fully processed yet or you hadn't even yeah. realized were necessarily like even a thing. You're like, oh, I didn't know that I reacted that way or yeah. oh, I don't know if I had this sensitivity towards X topic like or right. whatever, you know. Like I think it was more that when we would have conversations or, you know, like anybody when you have a – a new, I guess, voice in your life or newer. It was obviously we were like months in at that point. Yeah. Like a newer voice in your life. Like they're going to recognize things that maybe other people haven't before. Like mm. say if it's like a friend, like maybe you get a newer friend and they see something in you that someone else doesn't or they notice things about yeah, you that other right. people don't, which is just the nature of different relationships, right? And so like I think if anything, that was potentially why things were, were playing out that way. Right. And I think for me at the time I didn't, realize that I had like triggers until yeah, I had yeah, them, yeah. you know? <laughs> so you would do something and I'd be like, Oh my God, that's not okay with me. Blah, 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 blah. And like, I just, I would react and then you would kind of learn, I guess my triggers and boundaries that way. How did you handle me being in that state and also keeping up with yourself. Like, how did you stay sane? Genuine question. <laughs> <laughs> Spend as little time with you as possible. Okay. Um, it's just Q&A of me asking you questions I want to know now. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I think, like, there was quite a turbulent time in general. Like, we both had a lot going on, I guess. Like, oh, okay. yeah. I'll just talk about myself. I was quite busy all the time with yeah. just all sorts of stuff with, like, college and church. And, like, I don't know. We'd obviously both just moved into like both physically and like socially into quite a like large circle. Yeah. And so there was always people to hang out with. There was always someone doing something. There's always like, I don't know, assessments and things to do. Like there was always stuff going on. So yeah, I think literally. it was just like, I think if that kind of same thing happened now potentially or had happened at obviously excluding like lockdown and all that kind of stuff that is mm. quite like heavy, like in, and if that had occurred and you were, super duper anxious and like didn't really know how to process it. And we're experiencing that for the first time now. I think potentially, I I don't know. I think I would take it harder because I have mm. more time to be like, oh, <laughs> you know, like, or like, yeah. and it's not that I'm super busy. I think it's more that my, my mental capacity now is more kind of freed up to be able to like, yeah. be like, oh God, and like process it in yeah. real time. Whereas at that point, I think I was just like, okay, well, like we just got to, I just got to do whatever, whatever needs to be done to like, right just kind of work it out like day by day. I think that's maybe that. I think that I was just kind of worked on like a day by day basis. Right. Cause you knew I was in a process of healing too. Like I like, and I know I've talked about this before on the podcast, but I had come out of like a not amazing relationship for some time before that. And a lot of the things that Sam would do unknowingly would be like super triggering. And so that was a big problem for me as well was like, I didn't know how to communicate to him beforehand what those things were because I didn't know yet because I was going through it myself. To be honest, at the time, I probably wasn't in the place to be starting a relationship. And I knew that. That was the thing. It was like I knew that and I said that to him early on. He was just like Sam was just willing to do the journey with me, mm. which you're not 
necessarily always going to find someone who is willing to do that or in a mental has the mental capacity to do that. Um, I kind of got lucky (laughs) because I had someone who wanted to do that journey with me, um, and knew it, I guess would be worth it. I don't know. (laughs) Do you come out the other end? I I don't know. Cross my fingers. Okay. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So that was kind of a part of it was like, I, he just kind of like dealt with it and put up with it. And, you know, I was very happy to have that with me, but the main point is that I was healing on my own. So it was more that he was just a support and that's how it always kind of has to be with mental health stuff anyways. Like it's always just that someone has to help want to help themselves. Like they have to want it. And at the time, just so you guys know, I wasn't just like crazy dumping my anxiety on him all the time. Like I was like going to counseling. Um, and at the time like a little bit further into it, I went on some medication for some time to help balance me out. And it was just so that it could balance me out so I could at least process my emotions and have time to not get to that height of anxiety. And I think that really helped as well. Just Mm. me leaning into my own healing. Yeah. I think like you just said about, oh, it's not like I was dumping it on him. If anything, it was the opposite. Like I was trying to get you to talk to me. Mm. (laughs) Like it's not like you were. It's true. I don't know, like super upset at me all the time or like anything like that. If anything, I think the only times where that happened would be, yeah, if I unintentionally, I don't know, said something or like, I don't know, whatever it may be that yeah. that was a trigger for you. Yeah. That was kind of the only point where it was super like direct in my face. Otherwise yeah. I was like, Hey, like talk to me about it. Like you don't have to do this on your own. You're not on your own. Like right. you have me, you have all of our friends, you have like your family, you have people that love you, like et cetera, mm. et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, so I think if anything, I was like trying to get you to talk about it yeah. or if anything, like you didn't really want to, which understandably, because obviously it's extremely exposing to, mm. especially when it's obviously, you're not like three years into the journey and you're like, yeah, I get anxious sometimes. But when it happens, I pretty much know what to do, mm-hmm. even if it takes me a while to get there. Like I know the steps and I sort of like, whereas at that the point tools, it was right? all new. Yeah, like literally. even though like you'd experience, been experiencing it for a few, experiencing it for a few months, it wasn't something that you'd got proper like or more informed external help on so you didn't yeah. really, I, I, I don't think I'm speaking on a term when I say you didn't really know what to do right? yeah, exactly. you just kind of let it like yeah. overrule you and yeah. that was kind yeah. of the thing too is like I literally moved to Australia and I had all of this kind of stuff in the back it just never came out to that extent because once we were in college and in that space that was very like there was a lot of pressure to be a certain way like within you know the church and whatever it, it brought it out. Like it really brought it out. And then all of the kind of underlying like shame stuff that I had, like relationship stuff, I had stuff from when I was younger, all of that. It just kind of like exploded in Sam's face. That's like kind of what happened, you know? <laughs> you know? Go me. You know, but he handled it very well. And moral of the story is I think if you're ever in the season in that kind of season with your partner, whether it's you or them, it obviously does come back to that person who is struggling getting the help. And then that, the Mm. other person just being a support and trying to be patient. Like, I think, I think that you wouldn't say it necessarily about yourself, but I think you showed a lot of patience and a lot of like, I don't know what the word is for this, but even if you were right in situations, you would just let it go, which now we would potentially have a little bit more of a discussion and we would actually, yeah, now, no, no, it's true though. (laughs) Now we would, (laughs) now we would. Whereas back then guys, like he would just be like, you were right, darling. (laughs) And it would just, it was just because I wasn't capable. Like, I don't even know how to explain it. Mm. And I don't even necessarily think that it's like 
one is better than the other. Like, I don't mm. think it's, oh, like, I used to be so good at that or, like, we used to be so good at that and now we just fight about things. It's fun. Like, no, I don't think it's that. I think it's just, like, I think it's just seasonal. Like, at that point, yeah. there, I can recall, like, a handful of times off the top of my head where you weren't... I still remember them <laughs> off the top of my head. They're, like, ingrained in my memory. <laughs> I see them every time I close my eyes. Um, no, like, I think there were definitely, like, examples that I can think of um, of times where... I don't know, you weren't ready to be wrong. Mm. And it's not that I'm not being like, oh, like I knew you were wrong. Like that does happen sometimes. Like I'm sure everyone's experienced something like that. Like like I knew that just factually the thing that you were, I don't know, um, annoyed at me for didn't happen the way that your um, anxiety or your your overwhelming emotions were telling you the way that it happened. Yeah, like the way it Like it just didn't happen that way. Like factually. Right. And I knew that even though obviously, yes, you have your opinion, I knew that your opinion was clouded at that point. Yeah. You know? And so I was like, okay, like I could tell you a thousand times over a million different ways at no mm. point are you going to be like, oh, okay, maybe I'm, maybe my perspective is just wrong because you weren't, it's right. not that you like weren't able to be wrong at all. Like I said before, it's just that I think that was so um, stressful for you emotionally that you just weren't able to. To process that. And so yeah. if we're, I don't know, half an hour deep into a conversation and I'm like, this, this, this isn't helpful. I think the most helpful thing I can do right now is like help you to like, obviously not process them in terms of like understanding why they happen and everything, but like just process your emotions in that moment and just like come back to like a. Yeah. Calm down. Yeah. Just like kind of like a ground floor kind of level. Yeah. And then potentially you can think about wanting to have a conversation, but often that mm. place when you're like still like wiping your eyes <laughs> yeah. and like actually physically calming down, like that's not the time to have a conversation. Yeah. You know? How did you deal with um, like the stress? I don't know. Or were you stressed knowing that I was the way I was like knowing I was anxious and stuff? Yeah. Um, I think only at like a few specific points, like not constantly. I yeah. think it was more where I felt like, or like could see things unfolding that seemed to, where it seemed to be escalating and it didn't seem to be getting better. Like it seemed to be getting yeah. worse quite quickly. Yeah. I think that was the only point where it felt a little stressful because, because I knew that, I, and, and again, I don't think I'm talking out of turn by saying mm-hmm. this, like I think at a certain point I had become like a bit of a crutch mm-hmm. for you. And like yeah. I, I put myself in that position. I wanted to be that in that position. Right. Um, but because I was that kind of like source of, um, I don't know, security or like feeling like you're able like to comfort. process things. Yeah. Like yeah. I was like, what happens when I'm not there? Yeah. Right. So like, I remember there were like times where, I don't know, I would have obviously, we obviously didn't live together at this point. Like mm. I would be at home and then you'd like text me being like, oh, like I'm freaked out. This happened or like, yeah. and I'm like freaking out and yeah. I'd be like, and and luckily we literally lived like a five at we both lived in multiple apartments, but at no point were we further than like a 15 minute walk yeah. from each other. Most of those times I'll be like, well, and I get my phone in my wallet and I just, I just walk yeah. to your house. But like, not all the time and not because yeah. you expect that of me. That's just because I'm like, well, I mean, I can sit here and like try and text you for the next hour or I can just walk 15 minutes. And, you know, you know, like, learn the hard way. Yeah. But like there were times where it just physically wasn't possible or whatever, for whatever reason, yeah. a million different reasons. Like I was like, okay, I can't physically be there. Those yeah. are the times where it felt more stressful. Whereas I was trying to like help you process things through like mm. text or like on the phone or like, and it's obviously just yeah. like, that's just never going to happen. Do you think if you could go back and potentially be less of like a crutch for me and 
I don't know, force me to kind of figure it out on my own a bit more? Do you think you would? Mm. I think I would have tried to point you towards more or like better informed help quicker. Mm, yeah. I, not that after the first time you told me if I actually would have been like, well, here's seven different counselors numbers. <laughs> but I think I would have asked more questions potentially right. like about, I don't know. I think I, I would have, uh, I think I, I, and then obviously primarily in turn, you would have potentially benefited from um, me having like the wherewithal to like ask like deeper questions, I guess. Right. Rather than just like comforting surface. Yeah. Rather than just dealing yeah. with what was happening at the time. So, yeah, oh, so this thing happened. And so now I'm freaking out and I don't know how to calm down. Like, I think say, like I said before, like if say that's resolved and then I've decided, or like, I think from my perspective as the person that's going to be asking you, okay, now's not the time to be like, so where does that come from? Do you think? <laughs> blah, 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 like, Tell me about your traumas. I, th- I think like making t- space to attack. like, when you're, when you don't feel that, when you're not like in the middle of like a panic yeah. attack, like to actually ask you where that comes from. Yeah. Because I guess my hesitance was, oh, I don't want to start talking about it and make you have a panic attack. Mm. But unfortunately it's one of those things where like, you know, like sometimes you have to like, make a mess to like clear things up you know yeah like it's like sometimes if you want to i don't know if you want to like reorganize your wardrobe like usually the best way to do it is just to tear everything out and chuck it on the floor like, yeah and then put it back <laughs> in right yeah, yeah you know yeah um yeah i mean so go- from going on from there i just thought that'd be cool for you guys to hear some kind of context there i eventually came off medication didn't have to do counseling much further from there consistently. Um, but speaking of anxiety, just while we're on the topic and we will move on from this soon. Um, but just while we're on the topic, I actually had someone ask in the Q and a that I put out a bit ago for this podcast, asking us if we had any separation anxiety when we like, just when we got together or when we were in lockdown and then came out of lockdown. Do you want to speak on that first? Um, yes, I did. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just talking about me. Yes, of course. Really. Yeah. Like, I don't think in a, I don't think in like a necessarily, um, like a bad way. I, w- I wouldn't like mm. freak out when you left or anything mm, like yeah, that. Yeah. But I yep. think, I think it, ironically. Not like me. Not yeah. like freaking out <laughs> like, like me. Psycho. psycho. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, like ironically, after talking about that, I think you'd kind of become a crutch for me. Yeah. At wow. that point, I guess not just, I don't know, I guess probably from the start of uh, like quarantine and like the kind of the COVID situation here. Yeah. So I guess after we pretty much right after we got back from when we got engaged, like yeah. which, which yeah. was what, like January 2020, where like everything yeah. kicked off. Yeah. Um, even though. Like, obviously, we didn't get married for, like, another six months after that. Mm. Like, even from that point, obviously, like, you, we were st- obviously then also planning a wedding. And yeah, like we spent a lot of time together looking still. Looking for flats, we still were spending a lot of time together. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I think I think it probably kind of felt that way, like, where you were, like, really, really were a crutch for me, probably right after we got married. Because I think leading up to it, obviously, yeah. we were, like... It was quite stressful, I would say, like that first six months. Like we're trying to like literally like plan a wedding and yeah. again, it was probably a story that you literally could tell like another a- time, but we literally like booked our last minute like replacement wedding venue like a week or two before our we wedding. We literally, yeah, we <laughs> like, you had to we had to put in like the form to say we're going to get married. It's like a legal thing and you have to put the location of where you're getting married and we literally hadn't even gone to the place yet that we were doing it. It was just like a park, but like 
we hadn't been there yet and we put it on the form and we were like, shit, I hope it's nice. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it was literally yeah. so last minute because everything with lockdown, it was just like fucked. It was just so hard to try to yeah. figure it all out. Anyways, yeah, whole but, story. Yeah, if you guys I, want that story, let me yeah, know. I'll, we'll come no, back and we'll tell you our whole time. wedding story. Um, but no, I, I think, yeah, it was probably right after we got married that that kind of began, obviously, because we mm. were literally, I mean, we got married and we went away for like a couple of days and we came back and it was just, we're just in lockdown. Yeah. And yeah. so I think obviously. Which is so different because obviously yeah. so many couples like they get married, maybe they go on a honeymoon, they come back and then they go back to their jobs and it's yeah. just like normal. Yeah. And, and maybe yeah. they happen to live together now. Like, but obviously now like these days, most people end up kind of living together before. So there isn't really mm. a big difference. No. You just go on a vacation. Yeah. And then you come back. Yeah. Whereas like for us, it was a huge transition. Yeah. Where I think right when we, I guess, started going back to work, which would have been, I don't know, whenever that whenever things first started to open up again. Yeah. Um, like, I think it was probably then when I was like, oh, like, it's it's weird. Like, yeah. what do I do when I'm at home by myself? <laughs> like, yeah. Or like when, and obviously, yeah. again, with e- extremely limited recreational activities that you can do besides literally go for a walk. Because, like, yeah, right. obviously, at that point, you were working and I wasn't because – yeah, yeah, true. So Shit, like, I forgot that. Because obviously the job, oh. like the job that I had before. Because he was jobless. I was the breadwinner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you mean was the breadwinner? I still am. I'm a trophy husband for anybody who doesn't know. Um, I'm currently a very beautiful one you are. And my Gucci sandals provided by my wife. Thank not you. True. Okay, I'm not. not I'm not. He's I'm not. not doing that. Um, soon. <laughs> soon. Soon. Once I start getting my allowance. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Um, anyway, no, all of that to no. say, yeah, I think it was probably at that point that it really kind of like kicked in and mm. then kind of had to go, okay, I think I need to figure out what this looks like. Yeah. Do yeah. you? Did you? No. Do you? Did no, you? <laughs> not really. Um, I didn't much. Oh, like, no, not really. I was going to flatter you. No, I do. <laughs> like a little bit. I definitely missed seeing you and stuff but for me obviously I was the one doing the thing so I was going to work and he was at home so for him it was just going from him hanging out every day at home with me to him hanging out every day with him most of the time and then me sometimes so he'd be very excited to see me come home whereas I would be at work all day and I'm like seeing people and doing stuff and whatever and then I come home and I'm like oh tired and he's like Hello, well, like I'm ready. at Where's the my door, <laughs> literally. Not that he would make me cook dinner or anything when I came home. He was actually, it was actually so nice because I would come home and you were like my little personal assistant. Like you I were just, did, yeah, I was like, he literally cooked dinner every night. Oh, it was actually really nice. And then I was actually so annoyed because I remember for like a good few months there, I was like, okay, it's time to get a job. It's time to get back to the real world, which everyone came back from lockdown differently. So it's not necessarily like a judgment thing. It was just like. I wanted balance for us and I wanted you to have that balance of you going and seeing people and working and stuff and whatever too. So by the end of the day, you know, we came home and you didn't want to stay up all night. You were also tired and then we had more balance, you know? So I was kind of looking for that. And obviously then eventually to be clear, Sam does, did get a job and does still currently have a job. I'm still unemployed. If anybody's hiring, please God help me. No. We're living in a halfway house. No. So he did get a job and it was great. And we did find balance. Um, and I think part of it, yes, obviously why you would have experienced that would be just that imbalance. Yeah. Um, did you experience it much after this past lockdown? Because we have had two lockdowns. No, I was so happy to be rid of you. Stop. God, let me go. <laughs> um, honestly, not really. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know. I think 
Maybe it's just me. I think <laughs> I, I think I constantly have a small amount of separation anxiety, but not okay. like anxiety, anxiety. I guess it's more just like, oh, like, yeah, I don't want to go. Like, yeah, like when I get do. up for work in the morning, like at like six o'clock, and you're in bed, I'm like, I don't want to go. <laughs> like, Aww. you know, but yeah. um, but I mean, like in a significant way or a way that like needs to be processed, like, mm. nah. Yeah, and everyone's different. Like that's the thing. I am. I really enjoy my alone time, and I always have. Yeah. And yeah, that's the thing. Like I've always really, really enjoyed my alone time as well, and I like that balance with Sam and I. Whereas he, you're you're better with it now, eh? Where mm. you do actually enjoy it a little bit. Well, like I. But he didn't. He didn't. I don't have all. like in. I don't know. Or at least in the past, I've I've never really had like intentional alone time in like oh I'm gonna go and do a thing like right not plugging myself here but like my like alone time is i just like write music you can plug yourself all you want darling plug plug you're a beautiful songwriter um but that's just what i do in my time like literally i was always i've always been the person that's like someone's like what are you doing tonight writing music yeah oh cool um what are you doing tomorrow? Mm, have a wild guess what I'm doing. Like, yeah, like literally. Like that, just when it's something like that, there obviously is like your thing that you're yeah. like trying to make into like your career and yeah. like is your passion. Every, in th- they're all, it's kind of well, all. But in- that's alone time. Yeah, exactly. It it's like when it's, it's work, all encompassing, it work, it's like but, all know. of the things. It's like, what are your hobbies? I have one. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, right. It's, it's all the things. The right. answer to most of those questions are like the same answer. Yeah, right. And so like for me, like that's my like alone time, Yeah, you know? So yeah. it's just, I don't know. But I mean, now, like, I think, I think even literally just in the past, like, I don't know, like month, maybe I like have found other avenues that are obviously like. Ooh, tell us what you do. You know, what do you do uh, now? I've been reading. Oh yeah. Guys, I got him reading. Yeah. Be proud of me. You didn't get me reading. I got myself I reading. I got Thank you reading. Much. Are you joking? I've been get, trying to get you to read for like years. <laughs> Dad ass. The book you're reading right now is my book. Yeah, it is. Thank you. I will take some credit. It is. That's it. It's Alyssa's novel. It's, I uh, actually wrote it, guys. Yeah. <laughs> he reads a scripted version of the podcast. It That's is it. fan fiction. It's um, <laughs> on Wattpad if anybody wants to download it. It's Stop. really good. It's Harry Styles. It's, All about Harry Styles. Yeah, it's just Harry Styles in love with himself. There's just two of him. No. Okay, what else do you do? Um, you still going to the gym? Yeah, I'm going to the gym more consistently, which is fun. Nice. Um, yeah, so I don't know, but yeah. I guess, I don't know. It's all routine, I think. Yeah, cool. Now we're just talking about my like my week. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> we're gonna move on. We're gonna move on. We're gonna move on. Um, yes. So I wanted to talk. Now we kind of touched a little bit on it with the kind of stuff with the church and leaving the church and what that kind of looked like for us. So obviously, I mentioned we met at Bible college. So we were literally studying the Bible and like very, very, very involved. And that's how it started from like the day I moved to Australia. So that was all I knew of being here in Sydney. And, you know, it's full on. Obviously, it was my, it's my whole community, or it was obviously my whole community. Everyone I knew, all of like my purpose in Sydney was rooted in it. It was like very, very heavy on me. So the process of me leaving the church was like so hard because I literally was like, it's like having your whole life just like ripped out from under you. Um, But Sam and I have gone through that journey together. And it's just crazy because people do see us now and they go, how? Literally, like, how did you do that? People, even, even now, when people ask me or when I talk to people about the church, they always go, oh, and does your husband still go? All the time. Did I ever tell you that? People always no, ask me that. Really. <laughs> no, funny. they're always curious. They're always like, 
Oh, and is your husband still involved? Oh, okay. Then what does he do? Oh, so like, your husband let you leave. Oh, he let oh, you leave the church. That's so gracious of him. Oh, wow. isn't it? <laughs> but yeah, I kind of wanted to just talk about that. Mm. How is like, obviously when we started that whole process of kind of leaving, like I've talked about this before. I talked about this in the bisexuality podcast where I answered questions about that, but I didn't come out really until I had left the church fully because being a part of the, that specific church that we went to and coming out and whatever, especially being part of the college, it just doesn't happen. It's just not a thing. Uh, It just doesn't work. Like we had friends that got kicked out for coming out as gay. And so it just was not something that I could do at the time. Um, but how was that for you when I first started talking about wanting to like leave? Mm. Well, I mean, I guess a little bit of context. So obviously, um, Alyssa or you sat mm. right in front of me. Hello. Um, <laughs> like kind of obviously like her first kind of contact or first like serving within this church was when she moved here for college, which was 2019, right? Yep. Um, January. Yeah. So January 2019. I'd been attending at a different location since start of 2017. Mm-hmm. So, and had been like super, super involved there, like serving and like seeing you on the weekends and going to like team nights and like mm. prayer meetings and the whole thing yeah. whilst just like working and like not being involved in college, like just going to like yeah. church on the weekends or in the week or whatever. Yeah. Um, and it was that and like that whole kind of like process and like journey that led me to like find out about college and want to mm. go and pursue that. Um, so I guess for me, obviously it's hard. It wasn't just, oh, like I've been here for a bit and now like, yeah. you know, like obviously like for, for me, me, it was after like a year probably where I was like, okay, this is something I don't really want to do anymore. Whereas like you obviously had a lot longer. Yeah. Whereas for me, like, it's obviously like, I mean, two whole extra years. Right. Mm. So I think naturally my, I don't know, maybe my benefit of the doubt for the things that you saw area in was maybe a little stronger, um, mm. not stronger necessarily in a good way or in a, um, an objective way, but in a way that kind of just was like, Oh yeah, but it's fine. Right. And also, right. I mean, just like, obviously like I wasn't struggling with my sexual identity. <laughs> yeah. So of course, like, uh. of course, of course the straight person isn't going to struggle with yeah, it. Like, right. Yeah, you know, right. like obviously like, Plenty of straight people within the church struggle with other stuff. Yeah. But with that thing specifically, which was the pri- one of the, I would say probably one of the primary issues. Yeah. Um, that had yeah, arisen really for was. you. Like, obviously, I just physically wasn't experiencing that at right. all. Right. Like, I was so, there in my first year, like, Googling affirming LGBTQ affirming yeah. churches in the area. Yeah. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Like, Whereas, obviously, for me, I just, uh, although I shared that and... experience with you secondhand, like, I didn't personally go through that. So, I guess yeah, so true. a lot of the things that you were struggling with just, just, straight up didn't relate to me so i wasn't like oh this is something yes yeah, saying that i'm also experiencing mm. it was like oh no like that's just you right. know right so you I don't guess, see why you wouldn't have seen initially why that would set me off no yeah. and so yeah i don't know i i think for that reason i was like obviously kind of slower to come to some similar conclusions mm. um that we now share um you which obviously made our as we well know like our um journey of i guess of doing that together or what um our individual journeys how they like 
I don't know, not collided makes it mm. sound negative, but like how they kind of like work together. Yeah. Um, I guess a little straining at times. Yeah. Naturally, because there was, I don't know, there was a point where like you had decided to not really like attend anymore. Like this yeah. is like after like you've finished college. Yeah. And then. So I did two years, guys. Yeah. Just, you know. So I did do, I did one year of college. I kind of was like, oh, like, I don't know how much longer I want to do this. But I kept doing, I did one full another year because it was all online and it was during COVID and a bunch of my friends were still in it. So it felt like it was still like a, it was easy to do to keep my visa and be around friends. And it was still something to do, yeah. even if I didn't fully agree with it, yeah. you know. Whereas, and I was going through that journey myself too. And it's yeah. hard to admit to yourself like, oh yes, I did move across the world for something that I actually don't want to be a part of. You know, like yeah. that's a hard thing to come to yeah, like, terms with. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I think because obviously you were at that point, whereas for me, I was kind of like drew to some uh, undesirable circumstances that <laughs> were not my fault, um, was kind of trying to do a third year. So like, again, for yeah. context, elicited two years most people do three. That's like the finishing of like yeah. the, what is it? Advanced diploma, yeah. which is like three years. And then if you do four, it's a bachelor or whatever. But basically I was trying, <laughs> you guys to, know how school I, was works. Try, I was trying to do the third year. Um, cause that was a really practical, really hands-on year where with like, like songwriting and stuff, you get to like be super like close to people that do that. And I was like, that's kind of why I went in the first place. I was like, I just need to get through right. the first two cause I really want to do third year and learn all the things and try yeah. and go and, pursue that path myself Mm. um yeah so it was obviously you were like withdrawing actively and I was actively like trying to stay (laughs) and like just kind of find a way to actually be able to do that yeah things were looking a little rocky for us guys (laughs) (laughs) to be honest there's not a great time Um, whereas obviously because obviously that didn't pan out and I didn't end up doing that which I'm really thankful for now I think that just kind of tweaked my personal trajectory where Mm. I was able to, I don't know, because of course, like, and it wasn't that I was like, you know, like super scorned and like, well, that's it. I'm going to like be a hater now. I think just after having, I guess, a semi-comparable experience, obviously nothing on the scale of what you're experiencing, you know, like your (laughs) sexual identity being shaken and like the core of you (laughs) are being shaken. I was like, no, I can't do this course I wanted to do. But like for me at the time, I guess to draw a similarity, I found a lot of my identity in that. Oh yeah. Right? Like, well, and especially because you were there longer. So yeah, I totally well, had empathy well, for that. And, yeah. and what I was pursuing like tangibly was what I saw my identity in, which is, right. oh, I want to write songs for church and like, right. I want to do this and I want to travel and do it and I blah, 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 blah. You know, like right. that was what I Because you went from wanting, you just writing your own music and being in bands to yeah. literally making the conscious choice, like I'm doing this for church now. Yeah, exactly. And then when that doesn't pan out, you're like, well. Yeah, exactly. You know? And so I think because I was kind of, assuming that oh well I'm gonna do this thing and then mm. that's gonna be my identity for forever like right. naturally I then felt that similar kind of like I guess right. anxiety or like worry or kind of like I was shaken up a bit and was like yeah. oh god like now I have a bit of perspective about why you were so upset and angry and confused at like yeah. what was going on because yeah. I was like oh I'm upset angry and confused that these things that are going on that are out of my control are having an effect on like where I see myself or want to be or like, you yeah. Know. And it's interesting what you say, like you, you say it a lot and it's about identity. Like it's really yeah. interesting. Yeah. We've actually had this conversation a lot recently as well, talking about identity and how it's crazy how much we attach ourself to the things around us that we see, especially even with social media. Like I'm obviously super into social media and like, 
it's just like what's in your bio like what do you post about what do you talk about <laughs> yeah. what are you what's yeah. your even for like it's it kind of sounds ridiculous but even like what's your niche like what are the things that you focus on and so you start to tie your identity to those things and then if you start to question those things or not like those things or i don't know things change for whatever circumstance it can really feel like oh my god my life's over because you don't you're like, I need to attach myself to something else. Yeah. And that's really scary. Yeah. And I think that's how I felt. Like, I, like I said earlier, it was like the floor underneath me was just like pull away. And I was just like, shit, like I'm just out in the open now. And I've, we've had this conversation recently, Sam and I, about how I've just been feeling like that a bit more recently. And it's, it's frightening, but it's also like kind of just a good life lesson because that's just life you know like yeah. there's gonna be huge seasons of shift obviously with COVID everyone can relate to that like you might have been in the middle of starting a new job you might have been in the middle of starting a really like a brand new course a lot of people like our age were just starting um or like even in kind of my year and stuff growing up in high school like all of them were all starting their new programs or going into their placements things like that yeah. where it's like it just suddenly was like, just kidding. You're not doing that anymore. You're going to be at home for a year or two yeah. years. Good job. Good luck. Have fun. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, and that's shit. Like, that's really scary. But mm. as much as you can try to, I think, separate your identity from the things that you do or the people that you're around or, I don't know, organizations, yeah. churches that you're part of, things like that, yeah. the better you are able to fluctuate between seasons. Yeah. Because the slightest change or maybe a pivot in something like your beliefs or your work or whatever doesn't feel like it's the end of your life. Yeah. Which we've both felt. Well, I mean, I think it's okay and like healthy to allow like part of your identity to come from like, I don't know whether it's something cultural or societal or mm. like social, whatever, like that's, I think that's just like part of the human condition. Yeah. Um, but I think it's more, and this is something that I guess from what we're talking about before, I'm doing as of like, I don't know, the last like couple months or whatever is more making sure that my own personal identity is also being worked on. So mm. I'm like, cool, like, okay, I draw my identity from this group that I'm a part of or this religion or my culture or like whatever it may be, the profession that I'm in, et cetera. Right. Um, but it's like, okay, well, like, how do I personally, as an individual, like, unique human being, how do I enter that space? Yeah, right? so true. Because otherwise, like like you said, if you draw all of your, or, like, the majority of your identity from that thing, if chess club gets cancelled one week, <laughs> like, what are you going to do? Not chess club. You know what I mean? Like, no. Because once that, like you said, once that thing is taken away or something happens or right. a global pandemic sweeps the earth, um, mm. you're kind of left high and dry. And so I think right. I personally realized that when that did happen and like, um, like my like college season came to a close, um, when I was, wasn't expecting it to, I was like, it was very high and dry. And I was like, Oh, um, and yeah. obviously you witnessed that and it wasn't super chaotic or anything for me, but I w it was obviously very like, I was very shaken cause yeah. I was like, okay, so I just spent the last two years working towards this thing that now isn't happening. Um, yeah. What do I do? And it's just very like, <laughs> even like socially, like people obviously, you know, you talk to people, they ask you, oh, what are you doing? What are you up to? It's that like feeling of like having to kind of report to people, like what am I going to say now? It's kind of interesting. Like I find like people would ask you like, mm. oh, what are you doing? And you just have to be like, oh, well, like I was going to do this, but like I'm actually just working now. And yeah. you kind of like <laughs> workshopped a bunch of different answers until yeah. you found it feels one like that. a breakup. That's how yeah. I've, I've thought about it in that way before. Like, yeah. 
you know when someone asks you about like a significant other and they don't know that you're not dating anymore <laughs> and you're like oh uh yeah that's not and they're like oh okay it's like it's the yeah. someone's probably expecting an answer if they if they do know you like i don't yeah. know if you have like like you personally list like have friends at home that are like oh my god how's college and you're like oh yeah i've got a story for you you know what yeah, i mean like it's literally. just it's and, and then if you kind of feel like oh like is it bad that is it I am, me is will you it, expect yeah. that and it's if anything it's like no it's probably just a logistical thing of they didn't know that you're not doing it anymore and they were just asking you yeah it just you life know? and but naturally because it's such a like it's been such a heavy thing to like process or like such a yeah. um draining thing to do you automatically think that someone else is like i feel like you like people naturally or like we will naturally like project that onto other people so if yeah. they ask you're like oh god Yeah. And it's so true what you said about like, who are you in the spaces that you're going into? Like, it's okay. Obviously, it's great to be like proud of the job that you do, you know, or obviously identify yourself with things like if you're a mother, you know, or being like, you're a sister, you know, having a really close relationship with someone in your life, like things like that. Um, Positive things like being a really good friend. Um, And just asking yourself who you are in that space, because I've actually kind of struggled with this recently with becoming a Pilates instructor. And this is part of the reason why I actually haven't done a podcast in the last few weeks, because I've been busy becoming a Pilates instructor. And I felt a lot of anxiety first starting out this job. If you guys follow me on Instagram, you would have seen my stories. I was talking about it heaps like, wow, it's crazy when you start something new and you're going into a brand new space and you kind of like decide who you're being in that space, you kind of just, you can really be whatever you want, you know, when you start something new like that. And it was kind of like, gosh, who am I in this space? I don't know. And I almost had to Mm. think of myself when I, when I'm at work, like, okay, I'm like friendly. I'm kind. I'm like funny. I'm fun. I'm like, I don't know. I had to kind of think of these things and I had to kind of hype myself up a little bit and the things that I know to be true about myself so that I could bring it out of myself in those spaces rather than just kind of like being quiet Mm -hmm. and holding back because I wasn't sure in myself. Yeah. And it's really interesting. I think that kind of confidence does come with time and especially with age too. Like you'll hear people say that all the time. And I think just kind of starting to understand who are you as a well-rounded person in different spaces and also what values do you hold and this is something that I've been kind of focusing on recently who knows maybe I'll look into it like crazy and make a whole podcast episode on it (laughs) I don't know but with values like starting to recognize like what are my main values and especially coming out of the church and having just your whole like foundation be just the bible and be what the church that you go to believes now having that not having that like connection to anything specific or like that kind of foundation, I've had to kind of recreate that for myself. And I've had to start to understand like, okay, a big value of mine is empathy. I'm really great at being empathetic. And when people talk about, oh, can you see yourself in that person's shoes? And I've heard people say, oh, I really struggle with that. I'm like, how? I'm like, I could cry for another person. Like, I just like, I feel (laughs) it, you know? And it's interesting, but like, that's good for me to know. It's good for me to start drawing those things out of myself and be like, okay, this is a value for me. This is like, inclusivity is another obvious huge value of mine. And kind of starting to like, figure out what those things are for you. And I'm now, I'm talking to you guys here, figuring out what those things are and letting yourself lean into those things in new spaces when you feel like you don't have a default and you're kind of putting yourself out there. 
or starting a new relationship, mm-hmm. anything like that, really. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I reckon we move on just to the last thing. I wanted to talk about, of course, I've got a, quite a few questions about this. Um, when I came out as bisexual. Wait, what? <laughs> I wish I had a soundboard. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Oh, I would kill for a soundboard. Oh, and you true. Like a second podcast where we just like talk shit. Yeah, yeah, right. When you get to a point where like enough people care. Like I'm, I'm here for. Excuse it. me, I like to think that no, many I mean, people I care, care about you. Like just like talking shit. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I was gonna say, do you guys want that? You don't want that. It's Please. fine. No, it's so if fine. If you want to offshoot, um, is, is that what it's called? Offshoot? Yeah, when there's like a TV show, then they do like another. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he said what wait stop hit me up okay last <laughs> this is the last thing that we're going to talk about guys me coming out as bisexual and look this journey so you guys have some more um reference sam and i obviously at the start of our relationship at one point had the whole like what's your sexual history talk so we've had that whole talk mm. and you're like is there more to tell no <laughs> um And, you know, he knew that that had been a part of, like, my history. But I had just never identified with it. So it's not like he didn't know. Like, he knew. But he I just had never identified with bisexuality. I had always just been like, I'm straight. But, like, oh, I don't know. Or, like, I like to try things. I wanted to try things. Everyone's a little bit gay, right? Everyone's a little (laughs) bit, you know. You're a bisexual. (laughs) Yeah. Until I kind of realized, like, "Mm, people don't relate with that. Like, (laughs) no one's, like, nodding, you know. Everyone's just looking at me. (laughs) I literally saw a TikTok about that the other day. And it was literally that. It was, like, I forget what the sound. Oh, it's the one where the end of the sound is, like, uh, rain on me. And the start, it's, like, the quote is, like, everyone's a little great, right? And then it's, like, oh my god it's Alyssa literally so yeah that was kind of a thing because I just kind of felt for so long like oh you know everyone goes through that everyone thinks that everyone you know women just appreciate each other's bodies differently and then I just realized that I also liked women um and I never came out originally even in the church that I went to before I moved um to come to Australia and do that here um, because it was the same at my church at home where if you were gay or whatever in the community, you could do that and be in the come to church, like be someone who came to church and that's fine. But like you couldn't be on leadership. You couldn't be on stage. You couldn't really like volunteer. And if you did, you just can't really tell people you're gay. It was, it's pretty fucked up, but Mm -hmm. it it was, it was just a, you know, such a thing. And then I moved to Australia and then for me, it still didn't feel like a good time to come out. Cause obviously, like I said, we had two friends that literally got sent home and like kicked out of the program for being gay. So obviously I still didn't feel safe to do it then. And then it wasn't until, yeah, that I fully left college and church that I finally was like, okay, like, This is the first time in my life where I feel like I can take a breath and I feel like I can consider for myself, what do I want to do with this? And if you want to hear more about that journey for me of how I kind of figured it out and came to terms with like a specific term and all of that, you can listen to my podcast that I talk specifically about it because like that's a whole thing if you guys need that. Um, But what was that like for you to watch me go through that? And like when did we – when did we even first start talking about it? Um. I think the the first like actual semi solid like 
conversation that we mm. had. When I say semi-solid, I mean where it wasn't like, yeah, something in passing or you being like, oh my God, that girl's hot. Like, you know, something yeah. like that doesn't really like count, right? Like yeah. the, I think the first actual like memory I have of being like, huh, mm. was because obviously, I don't know, like, I mean, before not long before you like kind of properly came out, mm. I was like, mm, you're straight. Yeah. <laughs> You know, because like, and I don't know if it is just like people who are in denial or people who are, haven't said it yet, but I don't know, like I've always, like it's that kind of stereotype where like girls were like, or like I've had friends who will like go out and end up like Mm. kissing their friends or whatever. And like, they're not, like if you ask them, they'd be like, like they're straight. Yeah. Like, but, but I guess the first time that I remember having a proper conversation with you about it was when. I think we were just like sat at home and yeah. we were randomly talking about it and you were like, maybe I'm bi. Like, I think it literally, it started as like, <laughs> we were talking about something and you said you it was like a side joke, which I think in retrospect, and we've talked about that mm. like moment a, a bunch, but yeah. like, um, I think that would potentially was you kind of like looking for a conversation or like kind mm-hmm. of trying to like, yeah, it's true. Yourself, I would, I know? would do that. I would be kind of like, who knows, Sam? I don't know. Maybe I'm a little bit gay. And like would say stuff yeah. like that. And like, it was my way to like avoid having the conversation with kind of feeling like maybe I was easing him into it <laughs> or like yeah. even just like sussing it out. Like I was like, yeah. Hmm. It's like that. Yeah. Literally that TikTok being yeah. like, so yeah, I love gays. What do you guys think? Like that whole yeah. thing trying to figure yeah. out people are homophobic. <laughs> literally that. Sorry. We keep referencing TikToks that you guys probably have not seen. We just have the same you for are, you page. You guys probably haven't seen. Is this app? Is this is app? It's called TikTok. Um, it's crazy. It's crazy. You gotta crazy check it out. Fun. It's kind of like Vine. <laughs> Um, okay. You guys should download it. This episode Stop is sponsored by TikTok. <laughs> Shout out. Imagine. Oh. Anyways. Um, yeah. So I just kind of like <laughs> suss it out. And I would just say little things to be like, oh, maybe I'm bi. Oh, let's see. Which obviously... In hindsight, we've realized for you was extremely invalidating, but not because of anything I did. No. But this was because Alyssa was accidentally self-sabotaging by <laughs> by by obviously like making quips like that, which had I known she was genuinely like serious, I wouldn't have just been like, Haha, okay, babe. <laughs> like, and then just kept on going. I'd have been like, okay, stop, let's like have a talk, like what like talk like tell me how you're feeling. It would literally stop. be like that, and I'd be like, what do you mean? But anyway, to back to what your original question was. Oh. That was kind of the first, like, or like a couple times like that when those mm. things started happening was probably the first, like, um, consistent thing of like, oh, okay. It like, was coming out. Yeah. yeah. You were kind of like, I think you came out over a period of like four months. Yeah. <laughs> like, literally. <laughs> you know, like, I don't think it was <laughs> like. Told you it was easing you into yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I think after that point, I think because obviously it's very different, I guess, I, I think naturally coming out when you're already in a relationship is very different to just come, like, I don't know, coming out to like your friends, or your family, because if anything, that's unless you're super duper close with them mm. and you're, that's an ongoing, you're doing that journey with them. Yeah. It's like a conversation or someone mm. sees your Instagram post or whatever. Whereas yeah, obviously with a- me, I didn't, it wasn't like you just sat me down one day and maybe that is the, maybe that's the way it is for some people, but mm. for us, it just wasn't like that. Mm. Yeah. It was like over a period of time. Well, and also I talk about this in the other podcast I did about it, but like I, he came home one day, I think from work or something. I don't remember. And I was watching a YouTube video and it was literally like, am I bi? Like it was like, (laughs) it was titled that. And I literally, cause I'm telling you guys, like I was trying to figure this shit out. Like I was like, what? Like if anyone is listening to this and they are queer, they're going to be like, yup. Because it's just kind of that thing of, I mean, unless, especially 
I'm trying to, I'm trying to say, especially being bisexual, when there's so many options, it's confusing. Sometimes when people are like, oh, I'm gay, I'm gay. It's, that's it. It's just easy to know. Like if anything, maybe you don't want to be, or there's this denial or whatever. But like a lot of the time, if you know, you know, whereas like I deadass didn't know. Like I was like, I don't know. I was like, I thought everyone kind of just liked both. And I didn't really understand that there was that fine line between what it actually was to be bisexual and what it was to be like straight and to kind of be open to whatever. Anyways. So for me, it was that journey and he came home and he saw that I was watching this video and I was like, Sam, like, no, I'm serious. Like I think I'm bi. And he was like, no, you're not. And like, just laughed. And I was like, (gasps) and I remember being like, no, like I was like, Oh no. Like, Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Cause now he said, no, I'm not. And like, now he's not going to believe me. Like it was just this like little mini. Yeah. Existential crisis. Which, just for the sake of saving myself from getting cancelled before I have any sort of career, um, <laughs> the reason, the, re- the, the reason f- for that, and I guess I don't know if this is helpful or not, but because um, I guess in in one, on like on one side of it, it's like obviously he didn't owe me anything. Mm. Like, yes, we were married, and yes, I mean, yes, like if anyone's in any kind of relationship, like mm, there was commitment. Like, yeah, like. You know, but you you didn't owe like a piece of your journey to me because we're married, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're still your own person. That's not like that's still yeah. your own personal journey. That obviously it's not like the moment I was thinking about. I have to be like, honey, just so you know, yeah, I've been no, thinking, yeah, no, like obviously that journey started like way before you met me, right? Yeah, right. and so like you didn't owe way me, before ages, yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> just like like obviously that started for you way before that, and so um, heaps of sex. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> Let's keep going. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I just think that at that point, obviously, because I hadn't been really fully clued in on what was going on. Like, obviously, yeah. you were, and, and naturally, like I said, naturally so, like, you're allowed to do that process however you like. Um, but because I wasn't fully aware of what was going on and was, like, aware of, like, the legitimacy of, like, oh, no, like, I've really been thinking yeah. about this. Like, obviously, things like, moments like that, unfortunately, end up, often going really poorly exactly because I'm not being sensitive to, Oh, like you're actually in the process of coming out. Cause yeah. I don't know you're in the process of coming <laughs> out or even thinking about it seriously. Cause I would say that was probably the first time where it was like when I did come home out time, that's probably the earliest thing that I can remember of like something actually tangible where I was like, part of me was like, Oh, cause I remember yeah, later on, okay. I remember we talked about it and again, you were like, Oh, like I actually, that really upset me. And I was literally like, yeah, it was like I the remember, next day. Yeah. I, I, remember, next day. I remember literally being like, why? Yeah, because I remember being like, like, it was literally the next day and I did finally sit him down because I could not stop thinking about it. And I was like, that's it. Like, I like I literally felt like I was going to cry. Honestly, I could cry, almost cry thinking about it now. Like, I just remember being like, like, I do feel this. And like, it just, it was this really strong, like, imposter syndrome and really strong, like, feeling of in be feeling invalid and for like a good year I couldn't shut up about being Mm. invalidated and I still can't shut up about it (laughs) because like it's such a word for me because that was such a problem for me was I just felt like no one sees that I'm no one's going to believe me no one's going to see my validity in this and I had such a fear of like once I come out to Sam then it's real for me and then I have to then think do I want to come out to people in general, do I want to talk about it on social media? Because obviously I talked heaps about like internal stuff and like was really honest with you guys on social media. I was like, am I going to do that? How do I do that? Do I like, this has been like years of like confusion and suffering and figuring myself out. And like, it just felt so like weird to be able to dumb that all down into like a little photo and like 
a little caption. I don't know. It yeah. just felt so weird. Yeah. It felt like such a weird experience. And it was like so human, but also so like digital and like, I don't know. It was just the weirdest thing for me. Um, mm. But once I did, it was so releasing. Yeah. And it was like, oh, I could well, I think just, it just like, I think be it honest. just shows the value of like valuing your actual physical real relationships with actual people. Like, mm. I don't know. I feel like, it's true. and again, as the straight person in the room, I feel like I can only comment on it so mm. much, Yeah. but obviously you see a lot. And I guess maybe it's just with, when people, when you're talking about people with large audiences or whatever, like I literally remember when like Troy Sivan posted his, posted his like coming mm. out video. Like when, if most people in your world find out from like a, like a digital post, yeah. like, I don't know. I feel like that potentially can, and it's not that you personally have to write an essay to every single person, you know, or have a sit down <laughs> conversation, but at least for the, for the, you know, the closer relationships that matter, like, cause again, mm. you don't own anyone on anything, yeah. but like, I think it, that's obviously just the value of doing that journey with other people. If you obviously in the position yeah. to be able I to do I would say so. like, as someone who went through that journey, like if you're in a romantic relationship with that person, obviously you would, tell them before you post about it yeah um i think it depends everyone is so different yeah, everyone exactly. comes out so different even for me like it's not like i had a I facetime my mom before i posted it no, i no, just totally. it wasn't like that and it just didn't feel like it needed to be like that and i think everyone needs to decide the level of how extravagant they want it to be some people want to bake a cake and write a song and you know do the yeah. shebang <laughs> which is great you know and other people just want to tell the person that they're with and that's enough for them. I've literally had conversations with people who said like, I came out to my boyfriend or I came out to my husband, but I know my parents aren't going to get it. And I don't feel like my friends need to know. I don't want anyone to think of me differently. Maybe that'll change in the future, but this is where I'm at right now. People can come out throughout their whole life. Yeah. literally. You know? Yeah. And it's just, that's just how it is. Mm. And that's fine. But yeah, it just, no, it is interesting to hear how that was for you. I think we kind of, had talked about it because we've obviously this isn't the first time we've talked about this since you know <laughs> we've talked about it and live I in think the studio. <laughs> yeah <laughs> live um, I think that a big thing that you kind of said was if you if you want to have that conversation with someone trying to actually just communicate it clearly rather than dropping things here and there and being on like high alert when it comes to sensitivity yeah because that's not super fair to the people around you yeah obviously receiving it yeah I think in particular like if you are um if you have a romantic partner or a, like a boyfriend or girlfriend or husband or wife or like yeah a significant other I think in particular um because at least for me and again like obviously all like obviously context is super important like yeah it might be a, you might be right at the start of that journey and you're actually you're like, okay, like I'm actually not ready to like talk to someone else about mm. that yet. Even yeah. if it is someone that's like super, super close to me, like the closest person, you know, that's not, it, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm. Like there's nothing wrong with being like, I think I still need a little bit more time. But I think when it, I don't know if you're able to have the like self-awareness to realize that potentially that is, st- even though it is such a like, very delicate, very valuable, very like intricate process. Like obviously that does still affect other people. Mm. Like it does still affect your partner. Right. Like, yeah. You know, so yeah. I, I, and it's not all like me coming out is such a burden. It's just, it's like any, it's like any burden. sort of situation. It's like situations that 
or like experiences that you're having that are just yours to experience yeah. will still have an effect on other people. Yeah, I wanted to ask you that. Like when w- your initial kind of reaction or whatever, I know initially you were like, amazing, that's amazing. I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy you are comfortable with this identity, blah, 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 blah. You did all that, which was amazing. But blah, then, blah, 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 blah bullshit, bullshit. <laughs> no, you said all that, which was great. But from there, did you have any like fears about it? Like, is she going to want to, change this 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 yeah i mean i think naturally yes i think because um it wasn't like we like i just met you and in the process of us starting to date you were like oh by the way i'm bi right and like my exes when i'm telling stories about my exes they're not always gonna be he Mm. (laughs) you know like i think because obviously you don't have like i don't know there's certain experiences that as a like monogamous couple like, I, I mean, I mean, I hope I'm correct in this, but like, <laughs> you're never going to date a woman. You're never going to be married to a woman. Like, you're never going to, like, there's plenty. As in going forward. From, from now here. On. Yeah, right. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know what I mean? Well, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. Because obviously, because of the nature of, like, our relationship. Yeah. Um, I think because naturally I'm like, oh, there's, there's always going to be things that I feel like you, like, didn't get to do. I think it was more. Well, and it is that, such it is such a stereotype yeah. of like, oh, you're bisexual. It means you are attracted to more people. You're attracted to everyone. You just want to fuck everything, and it's <laughs> very just like you know yeah. you're. Like, oh, twice <laughs> you're the like, options, not nice. yeah, like, no, like it's no. it's very like <laughs> sexualized, and yeah, obviously that's totally. any any sexual identity that isn't straight tends to be more sexualized for sure. It's yeah. a huge issue, but um, yeah, especially for you know. bisexual people it's a it's a very big one yeah and it doesn't surprise me that that would be like a bias that you would think because you've been taught that you know yeah i don't even know if it was necessarily necessarily that like i didn't i don't think i thought oh you're like suddenly gonna get like so much more sexual than you already are um (laughs) then you already are you already are (laughs) so sexy Um, (laughs) uh, you're gonna get so much more sexy oh my god (laughs) Um, no, like genuinely, I don't think it was that. I think it was more just the overall theme of like, ah, uh, like the fact that you are, you have co- like, um, found comfort in this identity now right. at this point in your life after we've gotten married, that the fact that we're married is going to be a hindrance to like mm. your identity. I think yeah. it was more that it wasn't actually all like you didn't get to like sleep with a bunch of women. Like it wasn't that right. it was more just the overall theme, all the different things, whether it was like sexual or like relational or like, right. I don't know, being able to like walk around and not feel bad for like looking at someone a certain way. Like, yeah. Cause I mean, even though I had some of those, like I had experiences and if anything more like sexual, I'd never dated yeah. a woman for exactly. like any prolonged period of time. Like I had never been with one woman for like a long period of time. Well, I don't, <laughs> it, the way you said it was like I've, I've never dated a woman for a long time i mean like i dated a couple of girls here and there like, you know like that. i yeah no no i mean like obviously <laughs> that's the thing like I've, i had my little moments you know but i definitely didn't date anyone no like full on i never got to the point of saying i was dating anyone i guess i should say you know so that just i i mean i totally get that you thinking like oh like she's never actually been able to date someone and I mean that's a very real experience I've talked to many um by women who have felt that like oh I'm dating even if they're just dating someone like oh I'm dating someone but like oh, I want to stay with him but also now that I'm so comfortable with my sexuality I'm like oh I think I want to explore stuff and I mean that's completely fair from there like you have options you know what I mean like you can have you need to obviously have that communication with mm. your partner I'm not saying hey, go sleep with someone but have that communication and start to ask them you know like hey I'm feeling this 
what can I do? What can we do? Are you open at all? Are you wanting to potentially open up? Are we wanting to, you know, have a threesome or do something where we, I don't know, are both involved, something like that. Like actually starting to open up that conversation. Yeah. Just so you guys know, I'm not saying, um, once you're in, you're in, you know, there is definitely space for you to open up. It just wasn't something that we necessarily decided to do the moment I came out where we were like, okay, let's have an open relationship, open marriage, you know, which who knows, maybe one day. No? Sorry, guys. I just like, sometimes I just like to see things and see how he reacts. Okay. As a straight, <laughs> as a straight person in the room. Okay. No, kidding. no, but yeah, it is very, it is definitely like there. Are, there's room there and there's space for you to figure that out. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's hard when you come to that realization when you are with a man. And it's like, yeah. you if you struggle with that validity, you know, you have to kind of really ask that person to be a part of it with you. How that's actually a really kind of good segue into this and we won't go too much longer. Um, but how have you found it trying to understand like my world a little bit Mm. and understand the community? Well, I think our open marriage helps. Stop. (laughs) My number is (laughs) 0497. That is actually the first one of my number. Um, if you can figure out the rest, yeah, if you can figure out the rest, I'm all yours. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Um, Alyssa doesn't even know my number, so you're yeah, not Yeah, I don't apparently. know. <laughs> um, what was your question again? I was so distracted by my hilarious Oh, bit. right. Sorry. Um, no, just about how you, um, like, did how did you put an effort or how did you get more into understanding the LGBTQ community? Um, I think directly through you. I think because in the past, um, I guess statistically I probably know more gay people than I thought I knew or Mm. more queer people than I thought I knew. Like growing up um, in like fairly regular ass Australian town, Mm. I didn't really know genuinely. I think I knew one gay person. Right. (laughs) Like at all. Yeah. (laughs) And obviously it's the the same with not just even. Out gay people. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) exactly. There you go. That's probably a better way of putting it. Like at that point – living in a very like whitewashed place like that's mm. uh, that's supposedly mostly quote unquote straight um i didn't really know that many people at all who were queer or who weren't straight um and so i think naturally it kind of means that you i don't know just don't put in a whole amount of like conscious effort to like educating yourself until you have people in your life where you're like oh okay i want to be there for my wife or for my friend who just came out or like whoever it may be. I think naturally a lot of people kind of start their education or even just their like awareness or like openness mm. to like queer culture when it personally relates to them, which yeah, I when think it comes up, which I thing, don't yeah. think is a, is an inherently bad thing. Like mm. I don't think that you should just, like, I don't think anyone should feel morally obligated to, oh, I need to go and learn everything about every culture. Right. I think you know? it's that balance. No, I definitely think there's a balance, to be fair. Like, I think for me, obviously, I know quite a bit because I'm so passionate about it. Mm. I don't think everyone has, like, a duty to go learn, like, about every single thing. But I do think that it is important to have a, a level of education on it so that you are able to be respectful and you're able... I don't know. I mean, it's great for you to be able to have the knowledge so you can be a part of people's lives and have it not be something that's scary. I Mm. think a big issue 
with it is education. Like I think especially, you know, we talk about all the time because I talk about sex and sexuality a lot as well. Like with sex ed, not having LGBTQ sex ed, it just creates all these shit biases about what that means and what is sex for Mm. LGBTQ people. And it's just like, it it gives people fear. And that's a problem is there's a lot of issues around with fear and shame around the community because of a lack of education. So I think, I think it is necessary to be honest, like, not to disagree, I think it 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 is very necessary, um, but I don't think it's like everyone has to be as into it maybe as I am mm-hmm. because obviously I'm going to be really really interested yeah. in every single facet of the community because I'm just in it. Well, you know? I guess more. I guess well, more. What I'm saying is I don't think there is a inherent moral obligation of someone to just autonomously go. Oh, I need to suddenly like research queer culture. Like I think most people, like myself. This is from coming from a straight perspective. Like, we'll have an experience or have a, a certain amount of experiences or, like, interactions where that, that will then, rightfully, then encourage them to go and, like, do some Googling or, like, yeah. to go and watch a YouTube video. It's more to do with empathy yeah, and the, exactly. with the people in your exactly. life. Whereas in I your think, life, and I, you know? that's the thing, like, I think, if anything, the education part, that's more of a societal issue. That's not yeah. something that the odd random person is going to be able to fix. I think that's something that obviously needs fixing in like schools mm. um just in general in the education system which i guess we're seeing more of yeah. very slowly but gradually now mm. um and i guess there is only so much that you can do and i guess i don't know i think naturally i'd say even in the next like 10 years that will change fairly yeah. dramatically societally because of the like good because of the good healthy pressure for it to change well and that's what i was going to say i think as much as we can say like the education system needs to change equally as individuals. We need to challenge our own education though. Like I could have a a lack of black history month education because I grew up in an area where they just don't have it. Like really they don't like I got got none of it in school. Right. But it is not, a, I'm not able to just be like, oh, I didn't learn about it in school. So, you know, and I don't know any black people. Yeah. So what, you know, that's not an an excuse. No. I really do think that you have to take ownership for your own education, especially if there are gaps. And it is, it is your responsibility to fill the gaps so that you aren't yeah. um, lacking, so that you don't potentially cause further issues for people that's more what i'm saying is when you're given the opportunity or it's kind of brought in front of like a situation is brought in front of your face it's what you then do with that information that's what i was saying before Mm. is like most i would say a majority of people like anything will have something happen in their life or will spectate something happening which then encourages them to then go do further research that's just how things work yeah yeah like um and so I think like, uh, like your example just before, mm. like, and I would say a large majority of the people in my world, all the people that I know hadn't done any research on black history until like it became more, it's very prevalent and much too late, but like a very prevalent issue, like in like 2020 with all right. of the, like black the police brutality yeah. and the black lives matter rallies yeah. and all that kind of thing, myself included. Like I, 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 and that's just me, unfortunately living in a, as a privileged white person, like, yep. Um, but obviously, thankfully, so many people have now gone and like right. done their research and ed- begun the very slow journey of educating themselves and yeah. that kind of stuff. You know, but that's, that's more what I'm saying is it's what you do 
with that. Like with us, for example, I could have gone, okay, well, and obviously I would have to be a completely different person with different <laughs> views to do this. But like my response could have been in an alternate reality. Okay. Well, you're bi, but like we're married and I'm straight. So like, it doesn't really make a difference. It's not right. really going to make a difference to your life because I'm just reinforcing all of these right. assumptions. Which of, you will get people that will react yeah, that way. Exactly. That is a thing. And I think like, obviously that's <laughs> not, the right reaction to have it's no. not empathetic at all <laughs> just to um, be clear you know but obviously <laughs> i just red flag i just decided like okay well like i love you and we're married and like mm. this is who you are yeah. so and again to be honest it didn't really cross my mind to do this but like i could have just denied it or like ignored mm. it or whatever but my instinctual thing was okay well like it's like anything it's like your anxiety i was like okay well like it's something that i don't understand it's something that is um, worthy of me understanding yeah. Um, because it helps and obviously I'm generalizing because it helps me to love you better yeah and that's obviously naturally like when it's you and you are my point person for that mm-hmm. um, topic like you're going to be the first thing that makes me want to go and right. do research oh, yeah you know, and, oh, that, and yeah. that's not a bad, that's, I don't think that's a bad thing. That's no. a good thing. It's just a gate. It's like anything. It's just a gateway, of course. you know? And obviously that then affects like a whole bunch of stuff in my life yeah. as well. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cause he won't say it cause he doesn't want to toot his own horn, but he, I remember one day came home and he had watched, um, or listened to a podcast episode, some random podcast all about bisexuality and just learned heaps about it. Um, and it was really interesting cause he kind of came home and he was like, I had these questions. I didn't really realize that I had. Um, but it kind of answered it for me and now I don't have to yeah. be stressed out and thinking these questions of like, Oh, should I do this? Should I do that? Is she going to feel valid enough? Because the answers were there for you. So I think it's just going in and ed- educating yourself. Yeah. I just felt like you went and you took a really good step in helping us move forward by you getting those answers mm-hmm. and, that was a, like a really good effort to make. So I guess, I don't know, if you guys have a partner who's gone through something like this or literally anything, like mental health, whatever, like kind of do your research. Like, or a family member, even a family member. Like, I've had things going with my family members where yeah. I've gone and done research to understand them better. And it's just the more you can understand what people are kind of going through as you go through life with them, just the more empathy you have for them and you start to understand yeah. their world better. And then it just makes you more and more of a safer place for that person. Yeah. So after you told me, oh, I, I took, the, you know, I made this effort and I listened to this thing, blah, 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 blah. I was like blown away. Like I was like, oh my God. Like it was, like I said, so validating. It was just mm. this feeling of like, okay, like yeah. he sees me. Because I think you're also then, I don't know, I think you're just bettering yourself as a person because then right. instantly, like, I don't know, as soon as, as soon as I had, I mean, I guess the only way I can explain it is like as soon as obviously I have like the cl- I mean it's the you're the like closest person in my life yeah. like mm-hmm. the person I love the most um you're my top MySpace friend um <laughs> obviously as soon as I'm like okay that person like in my life is by I then next time I see someone or like mm. talk to someone or whatever who is queer in any way mm. or like I don't know if it's a minority of any kind I'm like huh. 
it's like there's like a tiny piece of you in them. Right, right. You know, and it's not all like I can relate to it personally, so now it's so much more important to me. It's not that. Mm. It's just I think it helps you to empathize. No, you, it is. It Absolutely. instantly humanizes it for you. Absolutely. Because it's not yeah. just like a concept or it's not something you've read about mm. or like something that someone It's not just the stereotype in your brain. No, it's mm. like, oh, okay, like that, that, I don't know. Yeah, it just, I think it just made it a lot more like tangible mm. for me. And that being said, if you have fear around the LGBTQ community, that's, it's because it was taught to you. And if you feel that it's not this thing to be like, Oh my God, I'm homophobic or cause this is a very big thing is even I struggle with this internalized homophobia cause I was taught a lot of homophobic values like or beliefs or whatever. I wasn't yeah. taught to be super inclusive. Right. So if you have those thoughts in the back of your mind to like, Oh, like, especially, you know, if you were group Christian, whatever, like, Oh, you know, I love everyone, but even when I see two people of the same sex kiss, I just get this feeling that's called internalized homophobia. Yeah. So don't think that you are homophobic or there's something wrong with you or whatever. I had to get out of that. And I mm. remember we watched a documentary or something once. Yeah. And remember, and I know, and he knows what I'm referencing already, um, but there was like this um, woman talking on it and she was saying how she's a lesbian and she was saying every time she would see two guys kiss, she would be like, feel like really grossed out by it and be like oh my god there's almost like be like homophobic yeah it's on um, it's on netflix is is it pray away it's about conversion therapy i don't know if yeah maybe it was that it was that one yeah yeah so it was just like it was interesting she was talking about how like she had this homophobic kind of feeling and it was just something that wasn't normal for her it wasn't her experience of what she was attracted to and it wasn't the straight experience that she was promoted through society so Mm. To her, she just had a negative reaction to it. So that is really interesting. So if you guys feel that at all too, know that that's very normal and there's nothing wrong with having that thought. There's nothing like horribly wrong with you or something, you know, I don't know, that makes you like a bad person. It's just unlearning things that potentially you were taught. Yeah. Yeah. Um, look, I think that's it for today. I just, I really hope that you guys took something from this and you were able to see how Sam and I have worked through different seasons. And obviously it hasn't been the easiest thing, you know, and we've gone through seasons where I've been further along in certain things than he has, or he's been way further along in things that I have. And we've had to be patient with each other. And I think that's just, that's what a relationship is it, you know, isn't it? Like, that's just, it's just being patient. It's communicating clearly throughout and when we look back and we see the spots where we did struggle or there was kind of like unnecessary pain it's usually because of a lack of communication yeah right it's usually because a lack of honesty or just being able to trust that person or putting your not even necessarily being able to but putting your trust in that person and trusting them with that and seeing that as like okay this is something i'm giving to you like struggling to do that that's the only times i think we've really kind of struggled with that journey yeah And I don't know. I think I would just encourage you guys to try to be as open as you can with your partners, with your boyfriends, with whoever you're with, your girlfriend, I don't know. Try to be open and honest and try to have the conversations about likely if you've listened to this podcast all the way through, there's things that come up when you listen. And there's things that come up in your mind and you're like, oh, that's a thing I really want to talk to them about. Or, oh, this fear that I've had of us moving apart and changing too much, like, 
maybe I need to figure out why I'm feeling that and what that actually comes from. And I just hope that this has kind of given you some context and like a little bit of either inspiration or a little bit of like a redirection of like, okay, this is what I want to see different in my relationship. Yeah. And totally. yeah. Do you have anything else to add? Um, any goodbyes, anything? I mean, I guess just to kind of like echo what you just said, like, mm. It's not easy <laughs> like, yeah. at all. Like, I guess being able to kind of like compress three years of like trials and issues and yeah. shit like that, like down into like 90 minutes or just short of 90 minutes is like yeah. make probably makes it sound really easy. It's like, oh, well, you just do this. Just yeah. communicate. Oh, cool. Yeah. Sick. Sorted. Like, no. Right. Like, no. obviously that's really hard and it's actually very difficult to get to that place. But yeah. I don't know. I think it's just expressing a desire to want to, or like mm. being again having like communication about wanting to communicate. So like yeah. you know, being like, hey, like, can we talk about this? Or like, I don't know, just encouraging a culture of communication within mm. your relationship. Because I don't know, lots of couples just don't communicate. It's like they kiss each other on the forehead in the morning and then go to work and then come home and then right. like make dinner and then like watch Netflix and then go to bed. It's really, and we've had, and we've se- had we've seasons had like that. Seasons like that. It's yeah. really easy to do it. Yeah. Um, and like, I remember before we got married, we said we would never be like that. We like, mm. what do you mean? We're always going to talk. No, nah, like as soon as it's busy yeah. and you're both working and you're doing stuff and then you're both working on your own stuff on the side or whatever, like yeah. it's so easy to. And so I think as long as you, and again, not just a romantic relationship, like friendships, like anything, doesn't matter. Mm. Like, um, I you think have to give to it. Yeah. Exactly. You have yeah. to, you have to feed it. Like, and yeah, if you yeah. don't, you feel it. Yeah. And like, it's so much easier to realize, to notice like fights that you're having get blown up or there just isn't like, I don't know, that same level of just like empathy and understanding. It's just, you jump to conclusions, things yeah. like that when you're not actively pouring into it on a regular basis. Yes, totally. So I think that in general, um, which I think the essence of like doing that and like wanting to communicate and trying to communicate more will then um, like positively affect and like work towards the kind of resolutions that we've talked about that we were reflecting that we were able to like have because obviously they didn't come easy, but that's, I guess that's, I guess the, the great, kind of broad summarize, summarize, summary, 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 um, is just that we just learned to communicate and we try and we made and finding tools to help you learn to communicate too is the last thing I'm going to say is we did some counseling as well like we did some um like couples counseling and it was so good yeah go to counseling go to counseling counseling. and like (laughs) even if it's just one of you like just that will help (laughs) yeah you know just for the sake of learning the tools of how to communicate well like there are things that we talked about in our the last relationship kind of podcast we did like four-step apology is a thing if you don't know what that is look it up it's helpful like things like that like literal tools that kind of seem like dumb or kind of seem annoying it's like people say go on my stupid little walk for my stupid mental health it's (laughs) it's literally that like it's all those little things that seem dumb it actually is so helpful and learning to apologize and learning to 100 yeah say things in a way that you know are you doing it without judgment and you're coming with respect when you come into these conversations like all those things are actually so important because don't expect i don't know don't expect to like figure all that kind of stuff. I didn't know any of that until like any of that kind of like pseudo psychology kind of stuff until we went to counseling and and like learned it. 
Like you're, you're not, like, oh, there is a good way to do this. It's actually a real way yeah, to do this. Like you're yeah. not expected to magically just figure this out or know the thing, the exact words to type into Google. Like honestly, the best like investment you can make is not cryptocurrency. <laughs> it's <laughs> literally take a hundred dollars and it might seem like a lot, but like go have a counseling session and come out and be like, oh my God. Like yeah. literally like the, the this, quality of your life is just yeah, always going to be worth it. Literally hundred percent, hundred percent. Well, that's it, everybody. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed having Sam here today. Thanks for being here, Sam. No problem. Love you, darling. Love you. Um, as always, if you guys liked today's podcast, please feel free to share it on social media, talk about it with people, send it to people. And if you enjoy the podcast in general, you can follow on Spotify. You can also rate the podcast on Spotify. Um, and then if you're on Apple Music, if you could obviously, you know, subscribe to the podcast. You can also rate and review it on Apple Podcasts, which is amazing. Um, And anything else? Hmm. Oh yeah. If you want to chat about anything, you can always DM me on social media. My Instagram is Alyssa Taylor Harper, which will be in, I'll link it in the little description for this episode, which I always do. And yeah, if you ever just want to chat about anything or if you have any ideas for the podcast, things you like want to hear specifically about, I'm down. Like even like overarching topics, I'm down. Just hit me up. And that's everything. Appreciate you guys. Or you can DM me. Or you can DM Sam. You can also. I mean, I guess I'll put his his little link in the in the thingy as well. You can. I'll put his little his little (laughs) link to his Instagram as well, so you guys can follow along with all of his beautiful music that he was (sighs) talking about. He's going to be putting out some things soon, which is very exciting. But we're not going to put any specific dates on it yet. But it's soon. Yeah, this whole podcast is actually one really long ad. One really long ad for your new single. Yeah, (laughs) that's it. Well, thank you guys. Love y'all. Talk to you again soon. Goodbye. Bye.